Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome again for another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. We all know that the idea of artists laboring in their dusty garrets is a quaint relic of the distant past. The days of lengthy apprenticeships, the arduous accretion of skills and techniques, the humbling before masters, and the eventual command of one's creative impulses are, alas, long gone. Today, artists are met with a different set of circumstances, which, by definition, necessitate new and different approaches. It's been my pleasure these past few months to research in depth many of these new forms of expression and many incredibly interesting practitioners of these new and evolving disciplines. Take, for example, Dahlia Danton, that famous or near-famous L.A. prankster who, with the unwitting help of the United States Copyright Office, tries surreptitiously to introduce and or take ownership of new buzzwords into the common lexicon. <laughs> so next time you hear your teenager sneer at you dismissively, weaponizing the relative pronoun whatever with that snarly iambic stress, you can thank Dahlia Danton, that's right. You see, she owns the rights to that word. Well, not exactly the word, not, not whatever, but what she owns is that very specific inflection of the word. That's what she owns. Whatever. <laughs> no kidding. She really owns it, really. I actually... I actually saw a show of hers a few years back in Beverly Hills. I, I forgot where exactly, but what she had was she had all these legal government documents framed and carefully mounted on the gallery wall. Each framed piece of paper provided proof of ownership of what we normally take for our common English language. So believe it or not, she owns the rights to the word empowerment. <laughs> She owns the phrase game changer. She owns amazeballs. She owns at the end of the day. She owns comfort zone. She, she owns make it a double. She owns dang. She owns user experience. She owns cupcake. She owns notwithstanding. She owns value proposition. She owns decaf chai. And believe it or not, she also owns namaste. <laughs> I know. She even tried copywriting the word like, but she wasn't fast enough. It's already taken. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Another artist whom I recently discovered also works with language, but in a very different way. Let me backtrack. As most listeners know already, I live in Southern California, a place where it is not unusual finding yourself in a room full of miserable people all talking about how happy they are. You know, 
They, they say that, that, that people don't read anymore, and maybe that's true, but in L.A., if you don't hear somebody quote from a book or, or an article or a pamphlet or, or from a fortune cookie within the first few minutes of conversation, then you start to feel that there's something wrong. Like, 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 like yesterday, for example, I went to pick up some dry cleaning. Uh, I needed some shirt laundered, some fancy shirt pressed, and I need it for a photo shoot I'm doing, actually. It seems I'm, I'm one of the top 10 art-related podcasters, and someone thought it would be a good idea to have my picture, uh, a picture of my face, which parenthetically is absolutely perfect for radio, but the picture of my face published in a magazine story called The Pusses Behind the Podcasts. <laughs> I know, I know, it's a, it's a terrible title, but anyway, what are you going to do? I'll take whatever publicity I could get. So, back to the dry cleaner. I'm back at the dry cleaner, see, and I'm, I, I, I walk in. I don't really know this dry cleaner because I maybe I've been there maybe four times the entire year or so. Anyway, I'm in there, and I, I'm not even there a minute. I give him my claim ticket, and he says to me, apropos of nothing, he says to me, you know, we let our competitive motives in our dealings with others prevail over our common personal welfare. <laughs> and then he hands me a brochure advertising a group called Ground Sign Technologies and tells me that I could have an extraordinary life if only I made it a possibility. <laughs> Now, ordinarily, I would think to myself, hey, this guy does not have all his lights on. But as it so happened, I had just seen an exhibition in New York of an artist named Fabi. That's, that's, his, that's not his real name. His, his real name actually is Ronaldo Stefan Cicescu, but he goes by his Instagram name, Fabi. So it's Fabi. Fabi. Anyway. Fabi, this is what Fabi does. He, he, he actually started on Instagram. What he does is he collects these brochures from all over the world, brochures and, and posters and mailers, stuff like that, that are used to promote, um, well, you know, well, cults and, 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 and religions and these odd educational places, you know, like, like Trump University type things. And I guess, I guess the premise is, is that one guy's snake oil is somebody else's lifeline. Anyway, this show, just like Danton's, was about language and how, when it targets basic human weakness, can put to use unique forms of persuasion. Now, he had stuff from the Seventh-day Adventists, the Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, Narcotics Anonymous, the, the Lubavitcher Hasidim, I, I hope I pronounced that correctly. He had stuff from Tony Robbins, from Hare Krishna, the Moonies, Est, the Children of Light, Jews for Jesus, the Osho Foundation, Prem Moran's The Power of the Past. He even had some stuff from the Sharon Falconer Flock of Fallen Angels. Anyway, Fabi physically puts these brochures, these pieces of paper, in the hands of both believers and skeptics, and then he photographs them. Now, to the unobservant eye, the pictures come off as random portraits of random people. But if you spend any amount of time with these incredible works and look carefully at them, you begin to be able to identify actually quite easily when you're looking at a disciple and when you're looking at an agnostic. And the effect, I can tell you, is pretty terrifying. 
You, you can decide for yourself because you can look them up on Instagram. It's Fabi, F-A-B-I. But really, when you see these images in person, it's really, really stirring. They're, 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 there's a kind of sluggish, almost hypnotic glow you find in the eyes of the devotees, the, the Kool-Aid drinkers, if you will. It, 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 looks, it looks like you're, you're looking in the faces of animals when they're napping. It's, it's hard to describe, but it's haunting. And, and Fabi deserves a lot of credit for turning what's normally creepy into something beautiful and, and actually quite tender. Well, these are just two recent examples of artists exploring what is known in art schools as new genres, and I applaud both of them for their reckless courage, for their vision, for their trust funds, and for their marketing skills. That's all the time we have, but please make sure to join me next time as we explore more expressive possibilities wrapped like a woolen shawl around the lives of contemporary artists.